Hello, my name is Sarah Jane Smith and I'm a quantum healing hypnosis practitioner. This technique achieves the deepest possible level of hypnosis. This unique way of hypnosis is a very powerful tool which can help people with mental, emotional and physical trauma. This therapy is so powerful that all you need is one session. You can get answers to all of your life questions. First, we'll get an understanding of what caused the issue so that healing can begin. Expand your consciousness and remember who you truly are. Are you ready to unlock the potential of your soul and free your mind? Hello and welcome to the Iconic Studio in Derby, England for this week's Docunector. And I'm delighted to say I have another book published this week, uh, The Trap, What It Is, How It Works and How We Escape Its Illusions. Now, okay, that David Icke, he's written another book. He's written all those books and some of them are really big and what the heck else can he say? Well, one of the things you kind of learn if you've got an open mind is that there's always a lot more to say because there's a lot more to know. It's been fantastic in the last two and a half years to see the COVID hoax open so many minds to the fact that the world's not like they thought it was, and he's certainly not run and controlled by the powers and people they thought it was. And people, therefore, are becoming more and more streetwise about the world that they see. But if you want to remove something, then you've really got to know the cause because if you remove the cause of something, the something must disappear, cause and effect. And it's like Socrates is quoted as saying in ancient Greece, wisdom is knowing how little we know. Therefore, on that basis, with that philosophy, your mind is constantly open. Why? Because at any point, what you think you know, you also know there is always, but always, but always more to know. And that keeps your mind open and it keeps you searching and pushing back all the time on the cutting edge of knowledge. And what's been very clear to me over these last 32 years is just how deep the rabbit hole goes. And I keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and still there's no end to it.
And you cannot understand and grasp the cause of events and agendas and people behind those agendas in the world of the scene without grasping at least some idea of what's happening in the world of the unseen. Because this reality we see, actually decode, is being projected from and is being controlled from the unseen. When you look through your eyes, most people think that they're seeing all there is to see in the space they're looking at. In fact, what they are visually perceiving is almost an infinitesimal band of frequency. The entirety of infinity exists beyond that band of frequency. And so it's like, it's like sitting in a tiny little box, believing you are perceiving everything there is to perceive. And just to put this into context, according to mainstream science, the electromagnetic spectrum is 0.005% of what exists in what we call the universe in terms of mass and uh, energy in all its forms. Some put that figure as high as 0.5%, but whatever, it's tiny. Now, visible light which is the only frequency band that we can see, is a smear, a tiny fraction of the electromagnetic spectrum, which is itself only 0.005% of what exists in what we perceive as the universe. Humans are essentially blind to everything that exists beyond that visible light band. And yet we have religions telling you that all you need to know to understand who you are, where you are, and all what's happening is between the covers of a single book within a smear of 0.005% of what exists in the universe. See, this is the myopia that holds people in perceptual servitude. Beyond visible light is infinity different dimensions, different realities, all sharing the same space as this one, but like radio stations, television stations in the old analog system, sharing the same space, but not on the same wavelength. Therefore, one 
does not perceive the other unless it's very close on the dial and there's what we call um, interference. Now, what is this reality we call the human world? Well, just after the turn of the millennium, I began to say that this reality is a simulation. It's the incredibly advanced equivalent of a virtual reality game. And that we become trapped in the illusion that the simulation is real. And I, I use this um, example in the trap. Imagine that you have a virtual reality head cell and you, you only have to see people who put these headsets on and they're flashing around reacting to what's going on when, when they take the headset off, they're in a room and what's going on is not going on anymore. But what they have is that ability to go like that with the headset and go, oh, really? yeah. oh dear, it was just a game. Imagine, as I say in the book, that you are born with that symbolic headset on and you don't take it off throughout your human life and then you go off to the cemetery at the end, still with the headset on. You will believe your whole sense of reality would be that what the headset is feeding you is your reality. It's what's real. It's what's actually going on. It's who you are. That's what the simulation does. I said at that time, just after the turn of the millennium, that this is a simulation and that this level of it we call the human world um, the limit of it is what we call the speed of light. So the speed of light is not the fastest speed possible. I mean, hello. It's the fastest speed within the simulation. And thus it appears to be to those completely mesmerized by the simulation, which is virtually everybody, that it's the fastest speed. 20... Years later, in the spring of 2021, came an article in Scientific American, a mainstream scientific magazine by an academic scientist, letters after his name, who said he had concluded that we live in a simulation and that the limits of the simulation is the speed of light. And he related that, I say quite rightly, to the processing speed of the simulation. As he pointed out, if, uh, and, I, and I pointed it out uh, many years before, um, when you produce a computer game and you write the rules of the game, I mean, you, you are the creator of the game, you decide what the rules are, how the game's played, what's possible, what's not possible. So what would we call those rules. We would call them the laws 
of physics. And the laws of physics are the rules, the manufactured imposed limits of the simulation. And as the um, writer of the article pointed out, doesn't matter what rules you write in your computer game, you're still going to be limited by the processing speed of the game and the computer system running the game. And the processing speed of this simulation, this level of it, is the speed of light. In these dimensions that I talk about, they are basically ranges of frequencies, realities. And when you talk about other dimensions, uh, people kind of perceive that they're, they're way out there or other dimensions. And in terms of frequency and the frequency difference with this one, some of them are way out there, big time. But there are other dimensions come down to frequency levels that basically at their lower levels connect into and bleed into this one. And the people involved in you know, the, the spiritual arena and in um, the New Age arena and, and Eastern religions and what have you, they talk about a dimension they call the astral. I'll call it the fourth dimension or astral. We'll call this the third dimension. And the lower end of that astral dimension, in other words, the lower frequency end, which starts to fuse into this one, is perceived by all the different ancient cultures and belief systems as the realm of demons, demonic consciousness, and what we would call evil. And evil, in my definition, is the absence of love, the absence of empathy, the absence of compassion. And the more that I've gone down this rabbit hole deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper as I go deeper than ever before in the trap, it's clear that this reality we call the human world is actually being manipulated from these lower astral fourth dimensional levels, the realms of demonic entities and demonic distorted consciousness. And what I've called over the years the global cult, the global network of secret societies that is manipulating world events, and now more and more obvious since the dawn of the COVID hoax, what's going on towards total global control. This global cult is actually an expression, an extension into human reality of these lower fourth dimensional, lower astral demonic entities. And 
when people talk about Satanism and worshipping uh, Satan and demons and interacting with demons in their satanic rituals, well, that's what they're doing. They're interacting in these rituals with these lower astral demonic entities. And people like Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab, Anthony Fauci, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, and all the rest of the gang, Soros, they are demonic possessed expressions, agents, extensions of this demonic realm. That's why they do what they do. That's why they have no empathy, no compassion. That's why they want chaos and suffering and death and destruction. And that's why, as more and more people are now beginning to grasp this agenda that's unfolding now so fast is anti-human. It's an anti-human agenda because what's behind it is a non-human force that has infiltrated human society through its, its simulation to control bewildered, perceptually programmed humanity, mesmerized by the simulation humanity, for many, many reasons, not least to feed off the low vibrational energy that low vibrational states of low vibrational emotion like fear and depression and anxiety, resentment and hatred give off. It's like Morpheus in the Matrix when he held up the battery and said the machines have turned humans into one of these. In part, that's absolutely profoundly true in relation to what is going on. So, in pursuit of the next level of the rabbit hole, I produced the trap. And I wanted to know I still want to know until I do know completely where this is all coming from and what your Schwabs and your Gateses and your Zuckerbergs and all the rest of these psychopaths are actually serving. And one of the things that I asked is why would souls, consciousness, whatever you want to call them, come into this simulation when for most people it's so shite? And another question, even more relevant, why would they keep coming back? Because I've looked at um, reincarnation and the belief in reincarnation, not least in the Eastern religions, but also in the New Age arena and so on. 
And I've looked at the evidence and I've looked at the endless accounts of what are called near-death experiences where their consciousness has left the body briefly and then returned. And the evidence that reincarnation is real is overwhelming. Oh, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. Yes, it is. But that brings me back to that question. Why would soul's consciousness keep coming back to take this shite? Why? And so I then looked at reincarnation from this angle. What we're told to believe by the Eastern religions and, and others is that souls have to keep reincarnating to learn lessons so they reach a state of enlightenment where they then are able to break out of that cycle of reincarnation. Okay. Well, a few things to that. Um, if you take the mainstream science projection of the size of the universe, um, then planet Earth is the equivalent, compared with the size of the universe, of a billionth of a pinhead. A billionth of a pinhead. Deep breath, sits back, ponders. We're being asked to believe that we keep having to reincarnate onto a billionth of a pinhead to learn lessons so we reach the point where we don't have to do it anymore. Sorry, but, you know, for me, that's utter claptrap, to be fair. Ridiculous. Why would that be? And by the way, why, if it's to learn lessons, do we forget previous experiences in this reality? So we're starting with a blank sheet of paper, and I guess we're learning the same lessons over and over and over again. Because we forgot what we learned before. What? It's ridiculous, but what if, as I explore in the book, what if this level of the simulation we call the human world is not the only level? What if what people perceive, near-death experiences perceive, others perceive as the spirit world, the after-human-life world, or at least that level of it that they experience, is just another level of the simulation. What if the whole deal is a trap and that when you leave the body, you enter another level of the simulation in which you perceive that you have to keep reincarnating to learn lessons and all this stuff and on and on and on it goes. And when you look at ancient cultures, accounts, 
And you look at the esoteric beliefs of various kinds that have spanned the ages, you find a, a theme of one expression of it is something called the ring pass knot. The ring pass knot is perceived to be a limit. Think of it as uh, the outside of a bubble. And that if you don't reach a certain level of frequency, which comes from a certain level of perception, which is what Eastern religions call a certain level of enlightenment, which allows you to break the cycle, then you cannot get through that ring pass knot energetic limit. And so you were trapped in the cycle of reincarnation, thinking this is what you have to do to get out. When what we have to do to get out is simply realize that we are all that is, has been, and ever can be. We have no limit. We have no limitation. And stop identifying the I with the human body and all its bloody labels. Because when we do that, that sense of identity limitation means that frequency terms, you stay within the limit. And so what this demonic realm is seeking to do via its global cult and these psychopaths and mass killers is to manipulate human reality to the point where there is so much low vibrational emotion, fear and uh, anxiety, depression, hatred, conflict, that we are vibrationally held in a frequency, prison cell of reincarnation, reincarnating in and out of this, this trap, this world, this reality. I also um, asked the question, I've asked this many times over the years, you know when, when psychics connect and they go, uh, uh, you know, I've got a Mary, anyone got a Mary, but they've got an audience, you know? And someone says, yeah, I know a Mary, and, and, and it, so it goes on. Well, they're saying this, they're saying that. Um, I studied this at some, at some length. I've watched a lot of psychics in front of audiences over a period, quite a period. And I was looking for what was going on. And there's no doubt, no doubt, that they're connecting with something. But what is it? What is it really? I explore that deeply in the book. But here's a question. I, I, watched, I watched one psychic guy with an audience. It was on a TV program. And he said, I'm, I'm, I'm getting... Um, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. And some, some people in the audience, a little group of people in the audience started to perk up because it started to kind of make sense to them. And he, he said, well, the, what the spirit is saying to me is that he was watching television. He was on the sofa with you. And then suddenly he fell forward and just died instantly. And the family said, oh my God, that, that was our dad. I, we, we were sitting watching the telly and he just fell forward and he was dead, right? So you, you see these things, you think they're getting something, but what? And then 
You ask this question. Why does, I've got a Mary, I've got a Mary. Um, why, why do they not come through and say, oh, by the way, while I'm talking about, you know, you're going to get this job or not going to get this job or can you look after me cat? Um, I just want to tell you, the reality you're living is a bloody illusion. You're being manipulated. There's a whole network of manipulation that's, that's controlling your world. Why do people not say that? Some of the real people that get really far out there, because I'm not knocking, you know, the esoteric arts. So they can be absolutely fantastic. But we've got to be streetwise and ask, you know, what some of them are connecting with and why and what's the game. And so I explore in the book how this world is actually controlled from this lower astral dimension. And at least some of what psychics and mediums are actually connecting with and why they don't get this is all an illusion it's all this is all the uh, it's all a mess and it's all um, a manipulated hoax and illusion and there's another thing the bottom line of human control is to hold people in a perceptional state that has the five senses, what I call body-mind, as the arbiter of everything. That's what it wants. Because once you start focusing only on the five senses and the world of the five senses, which sees everything as apart from everything else, then you are disconnecting the influence of your expanded levels of consciousness that can give you a much more expanded fix on what the hell's going on. And so the modus operandi of this cult and its demonic masters is separation. It's giving people a sense of separation. It's separating five sense perception from expanded perception. And it's giving people a sense of being alone. And one of the, you see the, the drive of this cult, not least through the COVID era, it's all about separation. Lockdown was separation. Social distancing was separation. Working from home is separation. It's all separation. Targeting community, uh, community events, bringing people together. Separation, separation. It's all about separation. It's all about a sense of aloneness. So if you were creating a simulation which you wanted to entrap your target population or target consciousness in effect and give them a sense of isolation, of aloneness, of separation, then you would create the very simulation that we're experiencing. You look in the night sky, you see that blaze of lights and planets and all the rest of it. And as this uh, concept called the Fermi paradox highlighted, the paradox of all those <laughs> lights 
and planets and worlds, and we're only seeing a tiny, tiny expression of what we call the universe. And yet, where are the aliens? Where are the non-humans? Oh, yes, they interact surreptitiously, but where are the, they in the open? Where, why aren't we interacting with other worlds and other species? Because if we were, our minds would expand. We wouldn't have the aloneness, the apartness, because we'd be interacting with other worlds. We'd realize how vast it all is. And it's not just little me and little us on this billionth of a pinhead. So what they've done is create a simulation with a, an illusion of lifelessness. Think about it. Human life on a planet the size of a billionth of a pinhead is the only place where life as we know it has developed. What? So it's all a trap. The after-death world is a trap. The reincarnation cycle is a trap. Unless we reach a state of vibrational expansion by self-identity expansion and get the hell out of this nonsense. So the book goes deep, deep in the rabbit hole. But is there more to come? Oh, yes, because the rabbit hole goes on and on. And by understanding how it works, how the trap works, as I also explore in the book, we can find the answer to how we break and spring the trap. So that's, um, that's the book, The Trap, what it is, how it works, and how we escape its solutions. And it's available now at davidike.com. According to the paper, the system allows the fetus to grow more safely and efficiently than it does within the natural setting of a woman's womb. You see the movement here? Oh, the technology's better than a natural woman's womb, so.
lies and Stage one, you create a problem. It could be uh, a manufactured virus. You want a reaction and you want them to either say, do something, or you want them to accept what the authorities suggest must be done. So one of the agendas is to massively cull the population. They want to reduce the numbers.